0: Well, 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 what is up, everybody? I am your host, Kyle Pagan. and welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. What a hell of a weekend. Let's get Kevin Kincaid on, and let's just discuss it all. Kev, how are you? What a weekend. Thank you for totally handling the blog and everything that's been going on lately. Wow, I was literally editing a video for the last 24 hours of my life, but it was worth it because yeah. we had everything from... The Real Housewives of Bridesburg to a Giants fan pissing their pants, which was kind of just, uh, I guess, a uh, fore- foreshadowing of uh, of what the Giants would uh, would be doing against the Eagles thirty eight to seven. Five years after the original thirty eight to seven in the NFC Championship game, it was just it was just a shellacking. It was uh, it was just a beatdown from the start.
1: What do you think? Yeah, man. I think I what did I do? Like eight stories yesterday. Yeah, because you hit me with the "Hey, I'm going to edit all this stuff." I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit, I can write all all day here." But uh, but when you get worthy, uh, you get worthy content like that, man. When you get the giant fan uh, pissing his pants when you get the Real Housewives of Tacony or Bridesburg. When you get the person being carted off, you know it's worth the oh, worth the sacrifice. I wonder if that
0: person was in concussion protocol. Honestly, that's probably what it was, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, what was it like down there? Was it just uh, was it mongrel? It was, uh, mongrel, it,
0: City? It, it was mongrel City. Um, yeah. It was it was nuts. I mean, I, I it, from Xfinity being all the way the line to Xfinity being backed up all the way to the subway to Xfinity Live having like security for the for the Giants uh, tailgate. So you know, I, I don't know how you don't go down there as much, but you know the walkthrough from from I think it's Patterson Ave. Uh to like the G lot or D lot, I forget. No, it's G lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So here here's if you fast forward to the Xfinity Live part, Craig. Um that it's a major walkthrough way. And they had the whole thing blocked off because the Giants had the Giants fans that were coming down had yeah. the victory bar. So they had this, yeah, right here. They had all that victory bar uh shut off. And this is a major thoroughway right here, where everybody yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Get can get to G lot, F lot. They can get the K lot. They can get to the game and everything. They had yeah. all, not all the security, but they had you know stanchions and whatnot, and, and a couple guys. Like I mean, me and Craig were sitting there for about five minutes. There had to be at least twenty people that came up and had to be shooed away. It mm. was, uh, it was something. And listen, I know it's a, I know it's a crazy, crazy uh, ask. But if you are going down there and you plan on going into a new Xfinity Live, just buy the hundred dollars of tickets, because the line was back up to the subway at three o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Just do you're it. Saying you the, the, you're saying that the hundred dollars yeah. is to skip the line to get into the.
0: Yeah, Xfinity Live is doing yeah, a, a, a thing where you could t- purchase the ticket for a hundred dollars. Yeah, this is the this is the Xfinity line, and we probably got a quarter yeah. of it. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was wild. How was it? Uh how was it in the great city of Lansdale?
1: Oh, sleepy. It was quiet. There wasn't much going on here, you know, but it was a nice and peaceful uh you know, watch. Yeah, I got the 85 inch, was able to concentrate. I mean, it was a night game, right? So I got the girls down. Uh just able to focus, you know. That was good, man. That was like the most enjoyable. It was like a top ten most enjoyable Eagles game of the last 10 years man i mean they just walloped the shit out of them i thought it was gonna be uh i thought we were in for a little bit of uh no if it, did you get home in time to watch it on tv mm-hmm. or were you still, okay so did you see nick sirianni accidentally spit on himself like right before i did off? not
0: see that i saw that in your write-up but i did not see nick sirianni spit on yourself <laughs> and say that was a bad omen You thought it was gonna be a bad omen
1: one of those where he tried to, yeah he tried to I don't know, Haka lug or something and he tried to, and he just like missed it didn't come out right and it was on his jacket. So there was the camera cut to him and he was he was like doing one of these trying <laughs> to like, rule where he's on his little smock. You ever have when one, it's one like of these it's kind of a You got a random tangent, but you ever have one of those where you're in the car and you got like a lug or something and he'd roll down the window and he'd try to spit it spit it out the window or whatever, right? Sometimes the wind is blowing so fast though that it doesn't clear the car. I came out the other day and there's a huge lube on the side of my truck door. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, like a trying to uh, oh yeah, oh, didn't, there's, oh. there's nothing
0: there's nothing worse than that when you have a little bit of cotton mouth or your little dry mouth and you and you try to spit and it gets yeah. all over you. The, the uh, worst one is I coughed, and this is kind of like I feel like this is like in the same uh, Stratosphere is the shart. I've never sharted myself, but I know people who have sharted themselves. Like when you fart and you shit, I think that is the most craziest thing in the world. But I always had this thing, and it happens like probably once a month, where like I think it's just like a cough of like mucus and stuff, where it's like okay, like it won't, you know, it, I'll just you know cough, it'll keep it in my mouth. But sometimes when you cough, the mucus just shoots out of your out of your uh, out of your wow. mouth.
1: It all comes yeah. and, it, yeah. and
0: it goes anywhere it's like it's like a it's like a bomb dropping on, on something i've never been in the in public doing that but it happened to me last week where it's just like i totally underestimated the level of cough and the level of mucus that was coming out that like if anyone yeah. was around me if my girlfriend was around me she probably would have broken up with me on that incident it was so bad where are you on <laughs> snot rockets my girlfriend thinks are the grossest thing in the world but i think they're necessary
1: yeah my wife doesn't like snot rockets either I, when we were both having our uh, sinus infections uh I, she caught me doing one over this thing and she was like that's disgusting over so- <laughs> <Over> <laughs> the thing is <laughs> dude it was like week five of sinus infection i was just trying to get it out anywhere i could I, like all, all decorum went out the window at that point i was just like man w- please please exit my body in some way shape or form but Con- connor is right he says many times the car luge is a big backfire. You want to really feel like a piece of shit? I got two little girls and I got one behind me and I got the other one behind the passenger seat. I'm a hawk and a luge in the car. I'm trying to roll my window down while driving them back from daycare. I'm trying to make enough clearance so that my three-year-old doesn't see a luge fly by or seat in the whatever. I mean, you just feel like total white trash doing that. You know, you got to wait until you pull up to a... Uh, to a light or something then you got to open your door and then you got to hawk and spit it out on the on the macadam which is much more classy than seeing it f- fly fly by it i think I that's what you're on
0: <laughs> i thought you thought you're gonna spit you on your child backs and i was like holy shit i hope nobody from uh no, but it's gross, I said, I, like,
1: it was it was all over the door and like we're walking out to uh drop her off uh, to get in the car to go to to pre-k and i'm like how do i explain to my kid like this massive loogie on the side of it just disgusting i felt so ashamed of myself but uh anyway oh, the um, the crowd sa- i got to tell you, man um the crowd sounded amazing on tv i mean like the pop uh on the first as the second play of the game Devontae smith with that big catch and then uh dallas goter with a stiff arm um and just the, the pile drivers, like, holy shit, these guys came to play, man. Like, they are ready yeah. for this. I mean, it's true. Like, they they were like, there was no no rust. There was no, uh, you know, slow start or anything. I mean, they just came out and jumped all over him. Uh, Gannon called a great game. Shane Steichen okay. was, was back to being himself. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what, what the offense looks like when you go back to the full playbook. It just makes me like – roll my eyes at how, how much people over scrutinize that, like, that Week 18 game, which was which was nothing, you know? Um,
0: well, I did want to talk to you about this because we, we, we had it midway through, and, and, and and you know, we'll preface it that, like,
1: you and I both like
0: John Kincaid. Like, he's a good dude. But yeah. he had that tweet midway through that it was like, how about all the mouth-breathing media that thought this was going to actually be a game and blah, blah, blah. And then we quote-tweeted it and said, how about the sports media mouth-breathing? Uh, you media
1: got him with it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like we were supposed to be worried about the ten and one Eagles. Like this is this is. And I, I'm going to toot my own horn right now. Anyone yeah. that listened, shout out to Marco, shout out to Philly fan, shout out to. I'm trying to think of all the guys who like come on the YouTube and everything, always and always uh, participate. Jr. comes on sometimes and whatnot, but all the guys who like participate who've been here since the beginning and all the listeners on the podcast. obviously we don't know who you are, but you've come and you've listened to a Rational Tuesday. And who has been right the whole time? Us on a rational Tuesday. I mean, you had what did Cataldi do yesterday? I, I know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, spark note this a little bit, but it was just he like – the
1: Gannon. He did the Gannon pivot. He
0: did the Gannon, the Gannon pivot, saying Gannon. this is what yeah. fans wanted the whole time.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: which he, which I would say, Jonathan Gannon dialed up more blitzes. I would say in uh, in, in that playoff game, but like mm-hmm. he did most of what his game plan: soft zone. You know, making sure guys weren't getting behind them, no big plays and whatnot. Like this was a Gannon defense all season long that you that everyone's been watching. And if you have been here for Rational Tuesday, you've listened to Kev be like, "Hey, this is why he does it. These are the stats behind it. This is why it works and stuff." So I just want everyone to know who's who stuck with us the whole time. I appreciate you guys. It was awesome. And you have been all the time because of Rational Tuesday.
1: I'll give you a good example of this, Craig, if you want to pull up that play that I sent you. Here's a good example of why like there's a lot of contradiction that naturally exists in a lot of the complaints that that people have, right? So one of the things that he did well, this is the uh, the James Bradbury interception right here. So one of the things people ask for is they want more blitzing, right? But the other thing they don't want is they don't want the defensive ends dropping off into coverage. So what happened here on an interception play, you can just lo- let it loop a couple times while I talk over it. They blitzed out of the strong safety position here. This is off of a, uh, a five-man front, and they dropped Josh Sweat off in the coverage,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So people hate when the defensive ends are, quote-unquote, dropped in the coverage, even though Hassan Reddick dropped in the coverage a, a career-low amount of times this year. They blitzed from the strong safety position. They dropped the defensive end on the right side off, into coverage to take the guy going into a flat and then uh james bradbury jumps the route right so it's it's almost like i don't know there, there's just so, so many moving parts to it it's like well we hate when they drop him into coverage but we want them to blitz well they did both on that play and they got an interception so you know to me it was never really about jonathan gannon my criticism with jonathan gannon was less about like um you know man versus zone and stuff like that and more of like just like i think what anthony was talking about more like trying to find a feel for a game like when you send Devonte maddox on a blitz and he gets home but he doesn't tackle him then don't shell up and play like six straight snaps of like soft whatever mm. and they mixed and match they did a lot of their four-man rush and their drop seven and their conservative zone stuff in this game and there are a couple players where daniel jones was holding on to the ball for like 13 seconds like just trying to f- find anybody to go to. So it's not like Jonathan Gavin, like completely changed who he was in this game. He just did. He mixed and matched a little bit more and he sent some pressure from different areas and threw some different wrinkles in there. And they blitzed twice off of, uh, you know, five man or I'm sorry, they blitzed twice with the safeties and then they had the Hassan Reddick uh, sack where he he <clears throat> stunted off the edge of the five man front. And he was able to push the, the center into, <clears throat> into Daniel Jones. So there was just more, variety and maybe you know maybe there's something to the to the idea that uh you know you save some things for the playoffs or or you add new things going into the playoffs i don't i don't think i think one thing that i would like to ask the next time we have a pro on here like if colin comes back on or something like that ask them to approve or uh prove or or deny the the idea that like their uh coaches are trying to be vanilla on purpose like they don't want to show the what's the what's the comment saying they don't want to show the show want to yeah. give them anything on tape I mean they're yeah maybe but um you know the, it's not like they they were hiding the like the Philly special was installed specifically for the Super Bowl like they knew they were going to use it you know at that point in time it wasn't like you know they ran a vanilla c- crap because they were saving that they had other plays that they were running in the meantime that was more of like an addition onto their their what they were already running in the playbook but uh, yeah again a mixed and match but it's not a one-size fits all thing pagan i mean you're not you're probably not gonna safety blitz against tom brady if it ended up being the buccaneers right because he sees that safety coming he sees the hot route and he throws it there and maybe james bradbury doesn't get there and then you're gashed for 20 or 25 yards you know so i think the people who are saying like this is what we wanted all year long this is what he should have been doing there's some truth in some of that but people are using that as a pivot point when they were saying all year long that jonathan gannon sucks ass and he should have been fired you know angelo goes on that pivot and says this is what the fans wanted blah blah. okay well you also ran a poll asking if he should be fired when they were eight and one so you don't get there like that weasel your way out of it now with like well this is what it always should have been no i mean it's it's when he was aggressive in, in the giants game they had a great game <clears throat> when he was conservative played a lot of zone during the regular season they were like a top five defense so he he was good in 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 both approaches you know and he could probably play with purdy coming in here He can probably play him the same way that he played daniel jones like because if you look at what purdy does he throws a lot of short stuff he'll extend plays and he'll, he'll do some more dink and dunk shit. so i think he'd probably try to try to emulate what they did against the giants against san francisco
0: how how do you feel about? And I know how you feel about. So it's a stupid question, but how do you feel about all the all the take artist guys? Like how do you feel about you know Carton coming out today and, and ranking Jalen fourth in terms of quarterbacks that are still left in the playoffs? And then you obviously have you know your 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 Cataldi's pivoting. And then I mean Phil Sims or Chris Sims is is the worst at it right now. I mean he ha- he just refuses to give Jalen Hurts any credit. I think today uh, yesterday he said that Daniel Jones would basically be the same person. On that equal scene, and I'm not saying that you know Jalen Hurts is is you know uh, a world beater in the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrow's conversation, but he is an MVP this year. And did Howie go out and 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 make this team surround this team around him with viable options a hundred percent? But like for people just to like sit there and still not be able to give Jalen Hurts his credit, still not be able to give J- Jonathan Gannon his credit, Shane Spikeman, according to Gronk, his credit and stuff, just makes zero sense to me that I don't understand. I could never go out there. Like Carton and just be like Jalen Hurts, fourth quarterback still left in, in the playoffs right now. I mean, I just at some point you just have to kind of be an authentic. And I guess, well, when you go to when you go to uh, when you go to jail for fraud, I guess you're always a fraud in terms of uh, Carton and everything. Yeah. What uh, do you think of the Chris Simms stuff, man? It just seems like he just does not want to come off that take because he just doesn't want to be wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had Jillio. Joe Jillio was telling him to, to dial it back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Joe of uh, Art of the Take. I mean, Joe did the Art of the Take podcast, you know, so he would know, know better than anybody, you know? <clears throat> I mean, it's click. It's it's the digital version of clickbait. You know, they want attention. Um, and people always, like, get up my ass about this because they say, why do you give these guys attention? Why do you write about them? Why do you write about the stupid things that they do? This is what they want. <clears throat> but I maintain my argument that we're just, like, identifying who's a fraud, versus who is not in the sports media you know what i mean i don't think that attention is currency like mean, what i mean by that yeah and like i like i don't think that like phil sims getting a bunch of hate um attention on twitter and pushing like twitter impressions you don't make money off of twitter impressions like you you don't is is the hate that he's getting does that make anybody in the chat or anybody listening to the podcast does anybody go to crossing broad and see Chris Sims is a dipshit, won't give Jalen Hurts credit. Does that make you want to download his podcast? Does that make you want to go to Pro Football Talk? I don't think it does. I mean, you have to be like a Skip Bayless or a Stephen A. Smith to be able to parlay the hate shit into people listening. Like if Angelo – if Nick Sirianni calls out Angelo after the game, maybe people tune in to see what is said afterwards. But that's like the very high level of trolling and attention seekers. Like when people say – this is just for clicks, or this is like for impressions, or click. We don't get paid off that shit. If we have a, you do a TikTok that has six hundred thousand views, we don't get a dollar that's for a that. Dollar. We, should, we should try to sell it, but that's a neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, but, the, but you get, but you got what I'm saying. Like it's not like I, I don't think I don't think Chris Sims is going into his next contract negotiation with whomever and saying, "Look at all the attention I created," you know? Because you have to you parlay. So agent
0: would do that though. Like, hey, look yeah, at this man. The people, the, the people would say, you know? the people on
1: the other side would would say, well, how, what did you do with that attention? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, did you did it yeah. turn into like uh, impressions on our website? Did we get more people to sign up for DraftKings? Like, unless there's a there's an end product to it, trolling is just trolling, and you got to be like, you got to be like shameless to be able to make a career off of that. Like, you know, we right. we do we do fun, like, irreverent kind of stuff, but I would never just say shit to say shit and be like, well, I'm popular, but everybody hates me. Like I, you know. Yeah,
0: I'm mean, looking at it right now. The YouTube channel came, or the YouTube uh, video came out yesterday. It's already got twenty three thousand views. So I mean, if, if if they if they're on the partner program with YouTube and stuff, you got to think that goes back to yeah. you know fell on NBC's bottom line and everything. So I'm kind of like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I look at like your. I think I think we talked. I don't think we talked about this on here. I think we talked about it in our in our Slack chat, but it's like. There was like a golden age of like sports take artists, like your your Cataldi's and your Missinelli's who are getting high six figures, some getting seven figures and whatnot. The thing and and, and people grew up in like the, the, the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, really, was like the golden age of like sports broadcasting. And a lot of people saw that and everything. And they saw like, hey, listen, this guy talks about sports. He's entertaining. And he gets paid over a million dollars, like that's wild, or high six-figure dollars and stuff. But I don't think what people realize is like that's like the top like one 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 1%, one percent, one point one 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 percent. It's yeah. not like you're – and I think this comes back. We don't have to really get into it, but this comes back into like, you know, your Broad Street Hockeys and and all their, you know, all their uh, numbers are, are are publicly out there that they just wrote about this week. There's these people who come out of college and they like. I want to be, you know, the next Pat McAfee. I want to be the next or I want to be the next, you know, Mike Missanelli and stuff. And it's like, but you don't understand. You're that's in the top one percent. Like your, your Chris Sims are probably hovering around like the fifty, maybe seventy five percent. And then your Cartons, man, like, are probably ho- hovering around like the twenty five percent. Obviously, his W fan to supplement his his his, uh, his income and everything. But I'm just trying to get to like the fact that like. Not everyone's getting paid the ten million dollars that Stephen A is getting. Not everyone's getting paid the seven mil that that Skip Bayless is taking. These are the top one percent guys. So like, you go back to it, and you're just like, yeah, I think you're right. And what I'm really trying to say is that like, you know, not a lot of people, like the ninety nine percent of people, don't make money off off their content. They're all underneath yeah. another, yeah. you know, company. So Yeah, very rarely you can go be a Pat McAfee and sign a $30 million contract. I'm trying to think who else has created a channel and they're on their own. I mean, Barstool's a good thing or uh, uh, I don't know if you
1: have one off the top of your your brain. Um, No, but here's a good point. F F uh, F Per actually makes a good point here because he says Bill in Iowa doesn't have enough info to know if Sims is wrong. They just take his word. That's the problem with national hosts. I think people outside of I think people in Philadelphia don't really have a might not have a realization of how when you leave this market and you listen to sports talk in other markets, they do a lot more national stuff. You know, and you have national like ESPN Radio in markets where there is nothing local. If you are in des moines iowa or you are in like boise idaho or something like that you don't have wip there's no local football team to talk about so they talk about generic national stuff they talk about like aaron rogers they talk about dak prescott and the cowboys and they talk about you know is jalen hurts better than this so this stuff is pervasive like on other like more like respected mediums it's not just like hot talker guys um you know yapping on the internet but it's just sort of the problem with the with the scene too i mean it's just so saturated and there's so many people yeah. doing content that it's hard to, you know, we've got our little niche in Philadelphia and we like exist kind of in our own world over there. But, you know, when you have so many people doing the same thing, it's this way. what's one of the ways that you can like kind of stand out from the crowd and people found out that you just say the loudest, most obnoxious shit and that takes you to the top? I mean, Howard Eskin was the one really who introduced all that back in the day. Like it really comes from you know sports yeah, it's not new
0: it's, just, it's on different platforms you even see it on on tiktok now like yeah, the tiktok is is that's yeah. another platform that's that's built that's going to be on youtube Shorts. same thing is going to be on where you're just going to get your, your your hot take guys aren't new i mean you're yeah. gonna in your and back in the day like it, no, nothing is new um so you, yeah your
1: boy voice no, your, right. your Fox. yeah it's probably the fox i I can identify what animal it is like, based on the way that he, but he, he goes crazy at the Fox because he thinks it's like a, like a, I think think I think because he thinks it's a cat or something like the same size as cats, but the deer, he just has a staring contest with the deer. So, uh, we, the running joke is like, what would we do if we let Baxter outside? And he actually got close enough to one of these animals. I don't think yeah. he would do. I think it would be like Conor McGregor. I think it'd be like, you'll do nothing. You no. Know? <laughs> You'll do absolutely nothing. <laughs> he probably, <he'd> probably <laughs> shit, his, shit his pants like the Giants fan or piss his pants like the Giants fan if he got close enough to uh to uh, see an actual animal. But here here's here's the question I have for you. Speaking of pissing their pants, do you think Brock Purdy uh what, cause this is gonna be the biggest mm-hmm. kind of I hate the word narrative. This is the big biggest storyline of the week is probably gonna be like, Can Brock Purdy come into Lincoln financial field and and get the job done, right? San Francisco's amazing defense, notwithstanding. Like, if I told you at the beginning of the year, the Eagles, the path to the Eagles Super the playoff path to the Eagles going to the Super Bowl is going to be Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy at home. I mean, just, like, think about that sentence for for a minute. All you got to do to well, get to the Super Bowl, Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy at home, right? I mean, the thing uh, is, like... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, but I mean purdy oh, pretty- I would say that
0: a hundred, hundred times. You mean the guy who was picked last in the in the NFL draft? Hell yeah, I would take that. Um, but if you if you really want to know, I actually uh, kind of called this season. Let's go back on our on our uh, on our predictions for a sec. We did a TikTok. I don't know if you remember. You didn't. I don't think you gave your predictions. But this was what I had in the beginning of the year.
1: Oh, okay. All right. We kept our own receipts. Can
0: I give you a little yeah. prediction? Of what I think is going to happen this season? Yeah, go for it. I think Devontae has 1,000 yards. I think A.J. Brown has double-digit TDs. I think Jalen Hurts has 4,500 total yards between rushing and passing. He had 3,800, I want to say, last year in 15 games he played. I think they lose, They go 12-5. and five, Yeah. And I think they lose in the NFC Championship game to the 49ers. Kevin,
1: <laughs> can
0: I give you a little prediction of what I think is going to happen this season? Yeah, go for I it. Listen. I'll be 100%. Was I talking out of my ass, hoping that all was was going to be right? Fuck yeah, I was like talking out of my ass, hoping that was all going to be right. Like, nobody understands predictions. Like I was like, no. looking back on it, a lot of people would be like, "Well, that was easy." Devontae Smith getting a thousand. That was easy. AJ Brown. But I feel like I hope people remember what was was talked about in the preseason. Like we were still ch- remember like we were still charting uh, Jalen Hurts uh, spring training or spring yeah. camp uh, uh, passes and whatnot. And I remember
1: Elliot's Super Bowl, man. Yeah. He, he got, was just yeah. like,
0: no, I think he's going to be good, but I'm still have some yeah. questions surrounding him and everything. And it was like, he was charting then and other people like, we were very lukewarm on Hertz. We were very lukewarm on this team. Like 10 and six would have been a great year. I mean, and that's when you go to 14 and three and you're just like, how can anybody have a gripe about this year? But uh, I, I hope I'm right in that prediction, except for the fact that the NFC championship game, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. I had, Um, I had Jimmy G starting in the, uh, in the national championship game. I definitely did not have Brock Purdy starting, but going back to your narrative, um, the narrative, and I think you agree with this is stupid that you think I'm not saying Eagles fans won't affect Brock Purdy, but I think that's a very overrated narrative of like the, I think it affects the snap count. I think it affects, um, you know, uh, uh, play calling and everything, but I don't think Brock Purdy's like, you know, going to piss his pants thinking about like Eagles fans in the link. I mean, he plays in the NFC West. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. fans nuts. Seahawks fans are nuts. Um, he's, he's, he's already had to go in or, or now He hasn't had a, he hasn't had a road playoff game. I think Brock Purdy though, has, I, I
1: think he's told you kind of who he is. Like he's, he's legit.
0: Legit how
1: much? In college man. He, yeah. I mean, he's not going to come in like the, like that Texas tech quarterback, it was literally, you could see his hands shaking in that video clip that went around. Like, that's not what's, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, But I remember watching, I watched a lot of Purdy play in uh, college because he was in the big 12 Uh, pain in the ass. I think he beat us three times. I think we beat him like once or something, but uh, you know, I looked at the list of road games that he's played in his career. Uh, So in the NFL, he's played at Vegas at Seattle and at Carolina. And then um, in college, he played at Oklahoma, at Texas Tech, at West Virginia, at K-State, at Baylor, played at UNLV, at Texas, at uh, Kansas, at Oklahoma State, at TCU. I can't believe they didn't have another true road game, uh, non-conference road game in there. The only non-conference road game he played was uh, UNLV, because I think you know he was supposed to play at Iowa, um, but in the 20... 20- 20 COVID year, they got rid of that. Yeah, so so uh, Kinnick in Iowa City probably would have been the toughest environment, but then he played neutral site uh, bowl games against Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl at uh, Camping World Stadium in Orlando. He played against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl out in Glendale. Played Oklahoma in the Big 12 Championship game. That's played in Dallas at Jerry World. Played Notre Dame, uh, also in Orlando at the Camping World Stadium. They played Washington you bring it. They bring it at Camping World
0: Stadium. Tough environment to play in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, so I've heard, right? Um, that, uh, and then Washington State and the Alamo Bowl. So he didn't, so he, I mean, listen, I can speak to a couple of these by experience. West Virginia is not really an intimidating environment. It used to be, but we suck now. So it's not. Um, I've been to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is awesome. Uh, not an intimidating environment, probably because the fans are too nice. Like they're just really, uh, they're really knowledgeable. Yeah. It wasn't like mongrels or anything. Um, and I've been to Texas and Texas holds a lot of people, but DKR is not, um, Texas was the same as Oklahoma. It was, there was a lot of people and it was rowdy, but it wasn't, I don't know. the fans were very polite. It was not like parking lot mongrels like drinking all day. They like wanted to talk to you about football. I was like just gobsmacked. Yeah. I thought they were going to come over and talk shit to us. And they're like, Hey, welcome to, welcome to Austin. Notre oh, okay. Dame was
0: like that when we went out there for Temple. Uh, they obviously okay. murdered us, so we left like third quarter, and they like thanked us for coming. It was wild.
1: I know it was crazy. We beat I beat, we beat Texas on a walk off two point conversion, and we were like in the like the crowd of like a, thousands of people exiting the stadium, and I was like, all right, don't say anything. And they were all coming up to us and be like, yeah, hey, that was a great game, man. So so I don't think Purdy. So the point of me saying all that is at Lincoln Financial Field in at night or three o'clock on a Sunday in the nfc championship again is absolutely going to be the most hostile environment that the guy has ever played in like whether or not it affects him we'll we'll see but i don't i think sometimes what happens is that people come out and they say well lincoln financial field is not as intimidating as the vet was well no shit i mean like the vet was just you know mongrel delphia right you know mongrel by yeah. the way is a term of endearment
0: in, in the vet i mean i think the cheapest ticket right now i think dan orlowski tweeted this out on, on stub was 836 dollars yeah yeah Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, price out the mongrels man at your own risk but the good thing is there are a lot of season ticket holders that are mongrels too which is good which is, which is uh that's true we have an of a lot of people there are a lot of season ticket holder mongrels um
1: there are what do you think are. about go ahead sorry no i just I, I mean to to put a bow on that like i i don't think i think the link is still intimidating i don't think i don't think it's like walking into um you know an MMA fight in Rio uh when you're like the American guy and they're dumping like trash on your head right i mean it's not it's it's this is not this is not like uh the Estadio Azteca in Mexico where you're getting piss bags tossed at you right this is this is not that anymore but it's but it's it's, it's playing uh playing
0: against uh you know Russia and uh, the Euro League and it's not Kevin
1: Owens like <laughs> you having like glass shards thrown at thrown at him. a regular
0: season game on a Tuesday yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't i don't I, you know right so i don't i I think that that storyline is worth talking about. I think that people will probably over overblow it a little bit, but that's all I was gonna say.
0: How's this team compared to 2017 Vikings a little bit? It's a little kind of uh what do you what do you know in you know Case Keenum versus Brock Purdy? Good defense on the Vikings side, some weapons and whatnot. Oh, here we go. This is 2017 Minnesota. This is from Philly fan. This is 2017 Minnesota all over again, a non-cold weather dome team with good defense and an overachieving quarterback and good weapons. Um it's hard not to. Th- to look at what Philly fan just said and, and say he's wrong because this team kind of, you know, resembles, uh, resembles uh, a Minnesota Vikings team without a miracle win. Uh, really. Do um, I think that New Orleans team was way better than that, that Minnesota team. Uh, obviously they should have won that game if there wasn't for that uh, stuff on Diggs, Hail Mary. Um, but what do you think this kind of compares to 2017?
1: That's a lot of similarities, man. The whole season has been like 2017. You know, a quarterback like in his second, you know, real year with the team, um, second year as a starter, you know, going on an MVP kind of run. You have injury concerns at the end. You know, they kind of get sloppy towards the end, like the crap Raiders game is kind of like the crap Saints game and crap Giants game. And then they get in and they, you know, the only difference really is that they, uh, you know, that Atlanta game in 2017, that was like you know, tight sphincter city, man. I mean, like the yeah. defense had to had to bail them out. And even then I'm I'm not convinced that Julio Jones flubbed that at, at the end there. And probably
0: the Keanu gone. Neal, the Keanu Neal interception, that should have been.
1: The the Keanu knee. Yeah. I yeah, it's but it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean it, it you know, I I do think that there's a lot of case Keenum and Brock Purdy similarities. Yeah. Kind of an over overachieving guy who was a backup, you know, come coming down there and Look, I just look at like the Eagles. um, I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to have a ton of success against the Eagles defense, but the Eagles offense put up a lot of points on the Cowboys both times. Mm -hmm. You know, we would just watch the Cowboys play the Niners and it was kind of a defensive battle, you know? So, so I don't, I don't, I don't have any concerns about the Eagles getting enough points to, to win. I mean, I don't think they're going to put up 38 on San Francisco. They're not, you know, I could see this be, but I could see this being like a, like a like a 20 to 17 kind of thing or like a 17 14 i I could i could see them going to over overtime really i mean i think it's going to be close but i don't i don't think it's going to be because the eagles offense can't score enough points you know i think i still think purdy is the storyline i mean how can how can it not be you know so um I don't know, but I'm intrigued, man. I mean, this is what we got to get Anthony on. When's Anthony back from vacation, by the way? Is he going to be here on Thursday? He's talking a lot of shit about San Francisco. He loves San Francisco. He's 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 Mr. 49er. Um, actually, this
0: just came through. Uh, this is from our boy, Jay Dumas, uh, Jason Dumas, who was at the tailgate on uh, on Saturday. I saw a picture of him. Um, the guy for the – like yeah,
1: Jason was, Dumas from, from- – Yeah,
0: Jason Dumas, yeah, from uh, San Francisco. He's a Philly guy. Remember him? The whole Ben hmm. Simmons thing, Craig. When you want to pull that up, um, uh, 49ers defensive end was just arrested. I guess on Sat on Sunday or Monday, excuse me, Monday afternoon. Arrest report for Charles Menahu allegedly pushed his pushed his girl to the ground at Santana Row on Monday afternoon. So I, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll play. I mean,
1: yeah, get just get Dan, get him Dana White's lawyers and uh, we'll slide through this with no problem here. Um, I think, you know I, the, I remember I, his
0: – on uh, on Sunday, who's what's that on Sunday? I remember his. I remember his
1: name being called a lot during the game. Oh, okay. Probably. Well, um, what can we do on our part to make sure he doesn't play? I'll think about that. You yeah. Okay. Surely we can yeah, come we, up with some viral we, shit. And, I don't know,
0: yeah. yeah, he, he backs up uh, Nick Bosa, is what he does.
1: Do you um, so, you know that Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy played in college? It was a barn I burner. Played, but, you know, I watched them both play in college. You mean yeah, played it, each other? It, it was a barn. Oh Jesus Christ! Did I? Okay, whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I had to write like eight posts yesterday. I'm fried, man. I never wake up with a full gas tank. You only fit when you're a parent and a full, and you have a full time job. You you go to sleep and the gas tank gets gets you to like sixty percent. Anyway, it was an instant classic, man. Oklahoma was killing Iowa State. And Iowa State came, scored like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and uh purdy did a lot with his feet in that game like a lot of like oklahoma like prevent soft soft zone shit you know jonathan gannon's got film going all the way back to college if he wants it you know i mean it's 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 there for him yeah what do you um you want to talk about dallas dallas the dallas special man we got to talk about the dallas special. can i just say something yeah. real quick too just yeah. to preface all this like, I hate when people say on the crossing broad Facebook or on Twitter or anything, I hate when they say, uh, it's time to let it go. It's, you know, it's time to move on. Let's move on and focus on San Francisco. Or we're, uh, we're not playing Dallas as we, let's focus on San Francisco. Okay. Like, dude, listen, we're, like, you and I are not playing the game, right? We're not preparing to play San Francisco. We're not doing films. stuff. We're not looking for weak spots in the San Francisco defense. We're a sports block. Dallas shits the bed. We're going to gloat about Dallas for a couple of days. Like let fans be fans and let media be media. You know, I hate when people say, I think, four oh, I, yeah. I think we just went four we had four tweets by the time that that game struck
0: zero, just one after the other, after the other, after the other, it was hilarious.
1: I didn't, and I didn't even talk to you either. I think we were just like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like get love as many Dallas sucks tweets we can, anti Dallas. <laughs> tweets, And we'll just let the followers do what they do best. Um, uh, yeah. he, he, to to go back to your point Kev I will never I will never stop hating Ben Simmons I will never stop hating Carson Wentz and you yeah. know why because I'm too I was too involved I was too involved in them they were a major part of my life they both left here unceremoniously Ben Simmons more than Carson Wentz but I still think Carson Wentz could have stayed here if he really wanted to if they didn't force a trade obviously Ben Simmons forced a trade and that was never going to never going to work out what they put this city through 30, 40, 50 years from now, I will still hate Ben Simmons. I will still hate Carson Wentz. Call it a grudge. Call it whatever you want. Call it insecurity. I don't care. I will always hate them. I will always talk about them. And I will always continuously publish blogs or tweets that are anti-Carson Wentz and um... anti-Mike I I saw Mike Mamola on Saturday. Was that him? That was actually him? I think that was actually him, yeah. Uh, Big John Runyon was behind him. I saw Mike Mamola. I'm sure there's a lot of dads. Who still hate Mike and They should. He's got a combine legend. But
1: I you mean, didn't see Harriman's gonna... go by on the card again, did you? You didn't see Todd Harriman's huh? go by.
0: Nah, John Runyon was behind a big six nine.
1: Yeah. Um, Runyon, by the way, the largest dude, Um, the largest arms I've ever seen. Shook his hand he when he came into eyewitness news this one this one time, and I was like, this guy's arms are bigger than my torso.
0: Is 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 he still doing discipline? I thought he was still doing discipline for the NFL. I feel like that's kind of a conflict of interest for him to be there and being paraded around on a golf cart uh, as like an Eagles ambassador through Jet travel.
1: But You're talking about Runyon? Know.
0: Yeah, I thought Runyon was doing discipline for the NFL still.
1: Um, I don't know. He, he was in Congress for like three years. And he was like, this shit sucks. And then he got out of there. So, you know, it seems um, sorry, to be bring,
0: bring, uh, bring up the Dallas special because I've i watched it probably 100 times. But what's 101 really? This – is this play is worse than the Colts special teams play in my mind? Remember when the Colts lined up with that guy under center? Uh, uh, I think Matt McAfee was the back right. All the defensive linemen went out, and it was just the center and I think the gunner, not the gunner, the uh, whoever blocks for the uh, whoever blocks for the punter in the back. I, this was worse, man. Like when when Z, First of all, they had a timeout, so like Kyle Shanahan wanted to see the formation. They had a timeout. They could have easily went away from it during the timeout. They still trotted Zeke out there. Obviously, Zeke snaps it, gets obliterated, which was the most unintentionally hilarious thing I've ever seen. Goes to Turpin. Turpin goes down right away. Obviously, it, was, it looks like it was supposed to go to Dak as Dak was following. I know you wrote about this. What else did you pick out from this?
1: Well, I think you said it best. I, I just okay. So first of all. When this happened, I was just like laughing, uh, like like <laughs> I just could not stop laughing. I think the Z, I think Zeke getting pancake just made me like laugh at time. My wife is standing over in the kitchen, and she's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "Hang on, I gotta just let me get this up on Twitter here." And then I just kept, I, every time I rewound and watched, she kind of kept laughing. She's like, "She got like angry at me." She's like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> the dallas cowboys thing thing, yeah so i like so there's like many things going on here first of all you see turpin after he gets tackled there he does this he does a pitch motion while he's laying on the ground is that like for a split second thinking he could toss it backwards even though he had already been tackled you know Um, yeah some of
0: us had uh 49ers minus 11 and a half could use a little pitchy pitchy woo woo right here turpin
1: It's, so, it, it, yeah, this guy watched the play like a hundred times on Twitter, and he so his thought was that Dak was supposed to get it, pass it to Terp, and then he's going to pitch it back to Dak. Then Dak was going to shovel it over to Zeke, and then you had those three offensive linemen on the right side there to kind of clear the way and let the running back go. But I mean, they wouldn't have been able to do that anyway because Z- <laughs> Zeke because Zeke is pancaked right off the bat, so they and they he doesn't
0: even. Big nine six mm-hmm. who picks him up? He just jo- lollygagging out there. This guy right here, like right next to Turpin, he's just lollygagging out there. Let's his bo- let's his boy just get fucking. Clocked. Well, they
1: had to, yeah, they and they had to, you know. I think why the refs kept slowing it up and why it took like forever to to. That's what made the play the best, by the way, because it took like three minutes for them to get everybody lined up, and the refs were, I think, were trying to figure out who was eligible and who was not. they right? yeah. so saw the guys on the top, like hold him because they didn't want to have an illegal you know, an illegal man downfield or whatever, but I I feel like all the suspense I've been, I've been waiting, waiting, like for them to like line up like three different times and get the rest of like the suspense is building here and then they get fucking blown up in in two seconds. It just I I, I don't know. There's not a lot. I, I gotta make an, an admission, pagan. I've been doing this for like 15 years or whatever. There's not a lot that like draws much of a reaction out of me because I'm just like yeah. typing and I'm looking at them like rewinding and stuff. But I was like I I have not laughed that hard. Like and, like why well, at the end of a game because it's not that it's not even that the Cowboys lose it's just it's there's always some like ridiculous stupid play yeah. like at the game some like some incredibly dumb thing that happens you know or like Dak does yeah, a last year? Y- yeah, oh, yeah yeah I'd say, yeah yeah the uh yeah running running out of time on the clock right Jesus I mean it's two year two years in a row you know so I don't know I just my, my, my wife my wife getting angry she's like what she's like what are you what are you laughing at <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the game the whole game yeah uh, i, I yeah. mean most yeah i i think i put the girls it was, down there was like another hour left so dude it was a violent game they were san smacking the
0: shit out of each other no yeah. fred warner like I, I thought he was gonna tear some dude's head off I, I'll, I'll admittedly i don't watch a lot of uh a lot of uh san francisco tape fred warner was everywhere um which kind of made me nervous for this week. I know, I know the defense is really good. Bosa, obviously, uh, the guys on the corners and stuff. But like Fred Warner was like, he he just like smacked dudes around. It was wild.
1: Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I just uh, you know what what are the patterns in the San Fran losses? I don't know. Their losses were all early in the year. It's hard to like analyze them because they they've had three different quarterbacks. <laughs> Their losses were earlier in the year. Yeah, one was like one was to Kansas City, right? They had like a crap loss to Atlanta in there as well. I don't know. I thought I saw something on Twitter where people were finding like a pattern of like they they seem to lose to their losses seem to be teams that have like good mobile quarterback, good tight ends, good tight end play. You know, I just don't think they I don't think they have the horses to like. They got to account for Devonte Smith. They got to account for AJ Brown. They got to account for Dallas Goddard. They got to account for Jalen Hurts on the ground. I was watching that that game between Dallas and San Fran. I'm like these defenses are so good. But I don't think Brock is as good as Jalen Hurts, and Dak. I don't think Dak is as good as Jalen Hurts. Like I think the the Eagles have home field advantage. They're going to have a better. They're going to do better against San Fran, San Fran's defense, in Dallas did for sure. You know, I'm just I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to get like overconfident or anything. Of course not. But uh, I don't. I'm not like I'm not that worried about San Francisco. I, I don't. I think it's going to be close this game
0: back in October. They lost forty-four to twenty-three against the Chiefs. They started three and four. It's crazy to think about. I mean, Pats Mahomes had 423 yards through the air. Juju had a seven for 124. Marquez valdes scaling at three for 111. And Kelsey had six for 98. I mean, that's just hmm. – I, I I do agree with you. I mean, I think – I don't even know who their corners are right now, but I know – I think they had a really bad injury. I think J- Justin or Jason Verrett or something like that is out oh, for okay. the season. Uh, I think
1: they like Jimmy – Yeah, they Moore got what's-his-face uh, Lenore Lenore Ryan or whatever his name is. I think their corners are good path, right. Yeah. Th- I, their, their defensive line's amazing. The linebackers are really good. I think like um they can find mismatches in the second. Their front seven is where you have to uh Yeah.
0: So actually Brock Purdy yeah. got in this team. Kansas City versus uh versus San Francisco. He went four for nine for sixty six yards and an interception.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Um yeah, I just um I could, I could watch the Dallas stuff all day long. Like their fans fighting each other again, their fans having like melt meltdowns on YouTube. I is just
0: there like anyone who fights their fans more than Dallas Cowboys fans. Is no,
1: it because they're know, all,
0: I... is it all, is it because they're all from a geographical different location? Like that has to be it because like, you know, when you, when you're from like Philly or South Jersey or like up North yeah. a little bit, um, you, you, you kind of have this like, okay, I'm from here. Why would I fight like one of my own? But when you're a Dallas fan, and you have Dallas, Dow- and you have Dallas fans in Philadelphia, and then you have Dallas fans in Texas, and then you have Dallas fans in like up in like South Dakota and down in Florida and everything. You really don't have this allegiance to your team because you're just like you're not from here. Like Philly fans, I feel like we would just never. I, I-, I can't remember the last Philly on Philly fight.
1: Really, there was one that we did on the site a couple of years ago where there was like terrible, uh, like not mumble rap, what do they call it? trap trap music was playing or something there's just drunk people falling all over each other this is an all-out brawl but i don't think i've done a philly versus philly thing since then i mean you could talk about the uh well no that doesn't even work you couldn't do the f-lot crew because that was versus mike scott mike scott was a redskins fan you know a, Commander yep. fan. So, a Commanders fan. so yeah yeah so that would that, w- that wouldn't even even count either i don't know it's just like yeah every it feels like at least two or three times a year we get like a Dallas versus Dallas fight on the side. Well, there was and one there was a, there was a, a bad one in the stadium
0: after Dak tore his, uh tore his thumb or fractured his thumb uh, and that was week 1 against the Buccaneers. There was yeah, yesterday. There. yeah. I think there was one during the season too. So I mean we're doing like three fights between Dallas fans. Dallas on Dallas crime. It's it's yeah. it's
1: wrong. Why would you fight one of your that- own- Craig, pull that up again if if you can. I my, my thing with these fights is like that none of them. I mean, first of all, it's a bit drunk idiots like beating each other up. I never expect there to be any kind of like, you know, honor in any one of these it fights. Well, like, why? Why yeah, is this? Why so-
0: sorry, this is also having like a like this is at the Dallas Stars. So this is like having a watch party at like Xfinity Live or like uh, a, a watch party at like uh, I don't know like where's a field that like everybody can gather like uh, like down at Fido during like the World Cup and stuff
1: like, Fide- Fideau, is, like yeah. Basically. And it spills just, out into play. like love, love park or something, and a bunch of soccer fans. But it's yeah, oh, these they are like, they're never they're never fair. It's always like three on one. It's always like two on one. Like kicking people when they're when they're laying on the ground. It's like this guy's just. The, and then the lady comes in and throws a drink. Whose side is she on? Yeah, you know, you're gonna see this guy in the misfits sweatshirt here. Then the thing's been resolved, and he squares up like he's ready to. He comes in here. Here, he, here he comes in on the the left here. All right, I'm ready to fight now. But there's three security guards around that already moved the guy out of – I don't know. It's just such uh, – <laughs> are,
0: are Misfits fans like you, – you're, you're a metal guy. Are Misfits fans like considered tough in the metal community or are they kind of like doffs? Because I always used to be afraid of the people who wore the Misfits shirts because they were new when I was going to college. It was kind of like a, a fashion yeah. statement and stuff. So I kind of stayed away from the Misfits people because I didn't know if they were <laughs> ready to brawl, ready to shoot at school, ready to
1: do anything. No, they're, the more people, like, they're more like punk people really. I, there's not a lot of – like heavy metal overlap with the misfits i mean dan's danzig, danzig glenn danzig was in the misfits and he had he had his solo band danzig which was more heavy metal then he had this band uh sam hain which is a little bit more insane. but they were always more like the the punk like hot topic kind of kind of crowd you know? know that was weird a dallas cowboys fan an african-american dallas cowboys fan wearing a misfits sweatshirt at uh you know outside of the thing that was that was certainly uh unexpected you know I, but i even when we were man when we were like idiot kids you know and we were playing outside at recess at like junior high east The two two kids got in a fight or something like that man we just stand around and let them t- do their thing man. i mean there were people jumping in and trying to like you know we'd go to the local pool three hours
0: yeah we'd go to the local pool fourth street pool in lansdale i don't know if you're taking yeah. the kids there yet yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, White's Road or Fourth Street—that's where you went to. So Fourth Street, yeah. after on Wednesdays, we used to get out at one fifty-five p.m. And anybody that had beef walked right down to the pool, and you know, you settled your beef right outside the pool on the on the on the lush grass, and 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 you went to town. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, that how you used to police, you know, Catholic school. You know, I know. Would anyone? No, you look a lot like the Logan Paul versus Mayweather fight. If you look at Logan Paul, like land like thirteen percent of his punches. Nobody ever landed yeah. a punch. But man, was it fun to go down there when, you know, Jimmy was going to face off against Mike you know, you couldn't wait for one fifty five.
1: But there was no interference. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody, nobody jumped in to try to, like, make it lopsided or we stood around and then they got a few swings in and then like we kind of got in and broken up there. Were, I, I don't know. There's no there's no rules anymore. Pagan, to all this stuff, you know, it's the Wild West out here. You know? Maybe we got to start policing fights. I mean, I, I think
0: uh, I think man on the street has jumped a shark. Should I start just policing fights now? Should I police uh, bare-knuckle boxing? Uh, we'll go down to uh, – well, the, the, the stables The stables in Kensington are used to house all the horses' carriages and stuff. Yeah. Those are vacant now, so I might as well just you know start throwing uh, bare-knuckle boxing promotions in there. They're not, doing
1: the, no. They're not doing the horses anymore, like the Urban Cowboys or whatever?
0: No, no, the Urban Cowboys are still there. I'm talking about, like, you know the ones in Old City when you can go on, like, a, a horse and carriage ride and then you always get oh, stuck oh, behind no. it? you're going five miles per hour and you want to literally kill this yeah. horse This drugged up yeah. horse that has nothing to do with anything and it's already like
1: hates its life uh, i always felt bad old- for the horses man yeah the horses don't want to drag a bunch of dipshits around old city you know let them free yep.
0: well, no, i think they went
1: bankrupt okay uh, well there you go Uh yeah no what you should do is instead of man on the street you should you should just do power slap down at the uh <laughs> <Tower> slap,
0: <laughs> power slap power slap <laughs> at the building not bad, bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get a bunch of Russians down there to start it up. You know, so.
0: I don't even think we need Russians. I think we just need Northeast Philly people. Don't go versus Northeast Philly. This is how we. This is how we. There are uh,
1: Russians in the Northeast. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a Russian Ukrainian contingent up in. Yeah, you go up like Bustleton or whatever. You see like Ukrainian yeah. shit around. There.
0: I get I, for I some for reason, reason I don't
1: know when I go on Instagram I, and I press like the I don't know the search thing or whatever. I get all oh man yeah you I get these um. I get all these like Russian MMA videos in, in my Instagram feed for some for some reason. Like I'm a big UFC guy, so I, I don't know if this is the algorithm or something, but they gave me one with like this like midget fighting an old dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what are they doing in Russia? Like they're slapping each other in the face. They're doing like two versus one MMA. They're wrestling a bear. All the weird shit comes from Russia, man. You know. Well, your friend's listening to you. Hate to break it to you, Kev, but your phone's
0: listening to you. Here's you talking about Power Slap on uh, Crossing Broadcast, and now it's giving you all uh, Power Slap and fight videos in your Instagram feeds. Slash, you do, uh you do, uh you do like MMA, so I'm sure you follow some MMA guys and everything.
1: Um Yeah, Saturday was a great night. Man, we went right from the from the divisional round to the Sixers to UFC. You know, that was just bam, bam, bam. That was I was up until two in the morning, man. I slept like shit that night. So. But it was worth you, know, last, you got about
0: five minutes left.
1: No, man. No. Um, I'm not going to answer that last one in the comments. We've settled that. And, uh, we'll move it on. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's last week's problem. That's last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're on to giants fans, pissing themselves. And, that's right. uh, and the end we're on to the NFC championship. We're on to the 49ers. um, I'm looking on crossing board real quick before we get off. Uh, worried about A.J. Brown? How sad he looked on the sideline?
1: Nah. They only threw the ball like, you know, 24 times anyway. Going to need him on Sunday. We need you, man. That's, that, that's that dog in him. Yeah. I think a post Uh, for this afternoon. I think the next post that I write will be that it seems like the rest of the NFL is turning on Nick Sirianni. They think he's like a dipshit. Well, okay,
0: that's actually a great filler for five minutes. Um, If Nick Sirianni coached anywhere else except Philadelphia, we would think the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Doofus.
1: Yeah, but he's all doofus. Yeah, the the picture of him wearing the chain is hilarious. It looks like all my college photos, like just. Blurry kind of like Like I'm three drinks in or something You know But uh, Yeah I wouldn't call, I would call I him like, but I
0: wouldn't call him like I don't think he like I don't think he really means to be an asshole I think he's just fucking competitive At the end of the day Like he's just a very competitive person Uh He's a former football player So he still has that meathead in him And whatnot. Yeah. I, just think, I just don't think that meathead just ever left him Like you have your buddies who like You know who were meatheads in college And like you mm-hmm. think like every, While everybody grows up They kind of just stay the same I think he just always stayed a meathead. I
1: you know, that, that resonates. You know, I don't. I, I you know. We all sat here and said the like. You know, poo pooed his introductory press conference. I mean, poo pooed the fertilizer press conference. You know, but like the players respond to that kind of stuff. When you when you when when you. Show enthusiasm and personality. I mean, that's that's like they feed off of that, you know. So it's like, and plus, we complain all the time. It's like these guys are so stiff and they're so boring and they never say anything interesting. And then when somebody shows like just a little bit of personality, and then everybody complains and thinks he's like gloating or showboating or something. So people gotta, you know, you gotta pick and lay pick a lane and uh, and stay in it, you know. Kev, we are people never had. Same thing, people said the same thing in indie, you know, when when he mouthed off at the fan or whatever afterwards and did the Frank Reich thing. Well like that was for Frank Reich or whatever he said. You know, I mean people were fake outrage angry about that too. So no he's just you gotta be himself, man. That's any that's the only thing that anybody's ever called for around here is you can be whatever you want, just be yourself, man. You know? So the pandering shit didn't really fly with a lot of people, you know. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he won't have to wear his uh his Dallas versus Eagles rivalry shirt like he did last year this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last year. <laughs>
1: did the, you uh, by the uh, way, did you um settle with the t-shirt guys or how did that what's what's happening there yeah
0: update on there uh they wanted to send me uh, a shirt and they, they got another thing coming you think i said send, i'm sending them my address so I, I bought a shirt uh i used a fake address that i have access to because
1: <laughs> i don't want that. <laughs> you have a fake you have like a p.o box or something
0: yeah i got a, yeah i got i got something uh so that shirt's coming in the mail just shipped today And uh, I'll wear it. I'll write a blog post about it. I'll get a kilo of cocaine and I'll snort it up my nose. That's what I feel when I wear that shirt. I got something. I like
1: how you're talking about it as if you're like some doing some shady, like, like I know a guy in Jersey who can get me like drugs or something, you know, it's like, I just
0: didn't want, I didn't want those dudes having my address because like they, they had, you know, they had their minions, you know, commenting all, all day and stuff. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust graphic designers. I don't trust t-shirt makers. I've met t-shirt makers in my life. The artists, artists mm. are they're they're an interesting bunch. Artists, they're a
1: little unpredictable. Yeah, they're a little flighty sometimes. Yeah. So, well. So yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so that,
0: that's coming in the mail, and we'll uh and we'll get that, and we'll throw something. uh Yeah. Throw something. Check the on, PO. Uh,
1: check the PO box after the show today. See what's the-
0: yeah, no. no. I got the it's not a
1: drop boxes and it's not—it's not like a like a drop-off location. Like they don't put it in the <laughs> like the trash. Put it it's in the trash it's, can it's, behind the behind the Acme or something.
0: It's you know? an old apartment of mine.
1: It's an old apartment
0: that I have access to still. It's not a PO box. Uh, okay, the- and
1: then like the new person in the apartment says, "Hey, you got a package here," and then you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. Chestnut not checkers. Chestnut not yeah. checkers. I like it. Um, all right.
0: Yeah. Well. That is the show for today. Uh, I'm Kyle. Thanks to Craig and behind the scenes. Thank you to Kevin Kincaid. Thank you to the Philadelphia Eagles for winning. We'll talk to you Thursday. We'll have a little private sample of our one staff and, uh, you know, Mr. and uh, we'll go from there. Have a good one.